Good morning. Welcome to another good day with Ray. So today I'm actually recording in the business center of my apartment complex because, you know, music man was playing his music and my head was starting to hurt y'all. Like legit, my head was starting to hurt and I was like, fantasizing about beating his door down. All right. I try to keep the energy good for the podcast. So, you know, let's not talk about music, man. Get mad. Okay. So last week in episode 208 titled gut health is your food affecting your mood. I talked about how 95% of our serotonin is produced in the gut. And why serotonin is so important. It is the hormone that stabilizes our mood, feelings of well-being, and happiness. Like 95% of that is produced in our gut. So I also mentioned some of the research that science is doing that appears to be leaning towards evidence that our mental health issues could be correlating with gut health and things like that. All of it's it's not conclusive yet, but you know, there's there's some interesting evidence and research going on out there about that. So as someone that has struggled with mental health issues for the past decade or more, I like to stay up to date on those kinds of things. And just overall, I like talking about health, and that is why we are here today. It is Wellness Wednesday, in case I forgot to mention that where we just talk about a wellness topic and honestly y'all I really feel like I jumped down a rabbit hole with this gut health topic because last week it was my intention to talk about how it affects mental health but this week I wanted to talk about how it affects our immunity and I'm not gonna lie it wasn't just the music that music man was playing that was hurting my head it was all of the research around gut health. Like I can barely tap into it. It's just like a rabbit hole. So I'm gonna do my best today to just give y'all some quick facts about the gut. And I found this article titled Eight Surprising Things That Harm Your Gut Bacteria. I'm gonna link it in the description below. And I'm just going to talk about some of the things that this article informed me about. Is that okay? I really don't like to read off of articles. It's like my least favorite thing to do. I like to talk on the podcast and tell you what I've like figured out. So I'm going to do that as best I can because I've been researching this for hours. I feel like I can talk about some of it off the top of my head, but also I'm going to read some stuff to you. So... I want to talk a little bit about why this is even important, why the article even says it's important. So it says the friendly gut bacteria are important for digestion. They destroy harmful bacteria and other microorganisms and produce vitamin K, folate, and short chain fatty acids. So in this article, they do give some information about why short chain fatty acids are beneficial. And according to this, it says that they are the main nutrient source for the cells in our colon. 
and they can be absorbed into our blood where they promote metabolic and digestive health, reduce inflammation, and can reduce the risk of colorectal cancer. So that seems pretty important, right? I mean, the two things that stand out to me the most is metabolic and digestive health. I mean, last week I mentioned how many Americans are affected every day by gut health issues. And I mean, people are always complaining about their metabolism. I feel like I can't go anywhere without somebody complaining that their metabolism is slow, they hit this certain age, and or they had this kid. You know, metabolism is a huge, and that's not to knock anybody. If you're going through that, I'm not trying to make fun of you. I'm just saying it is a main concern. Almost anywhere I go, if someone's not seeing the progress in maybe their weight loss journey or their energy, the word metabolism always shows up. So in this article, it says that prebiotic foods like onions, chickpeas, beans, garlic, nuts, if you're really concerned about prebiotic foods and whether you're getting them, look up a full list for yourself. There's a few of them, but that, that's, a, that's a good bit of them. So they promote the production of these short chain fatty acids that get absorbed into the blood and promote things such as like our metabolic and digestive health. They reduce our inflammation and reduce the risks of colon cancer. So that seems pretty important and we need to be making sure we get those foods in. Another thing in this article that they mention it's actually number one on the list, is not eating a diverse range of foods. So something that they said that I thought was really interesting was that they said 75% of our food supply comes from the same 12 plants and five animals. And from what I read, it seems like that's really hurting our gut flora, that the more foods that we introduce, our gut just likes that. It it really benefits from having a wide range, diverse diet. It also says that the lack of diversity can limit our recovery from infections or antibiotics. So when I read that, I think a lot about how our immunity, 80% of our immunity is in our gut. And so if our gut flora is not getting that diverse range of prebiotics, probiotics, and good bacteria, then from what it says here, it can limit our recovery from infection, which to me, I mean, hello, could <laughs> could limit us from getting better faster, right? Isn't that what, I mean, whenever you hear that, isn't that what you think as well? So but if we only have a certain same foods in our rotation, it's not aiding to our gut flora, which is not helping with our immunity. So there is that, obviously. I mean, I feel like this is on every diet anywhere, even though this isn't like a list of diets you should go on for gut health, but what do you think I'm about to say? What is on every diet? Okay, if you thought no sugar, that's a good one. That's actually not in the article, but it does disrupt your gut health, just FYI, but it's just not in this particular article. Drinking too much alcohol. 
obviously. So they did a study and I think it said that like 20 per 27% of people who drank alcohol, they noticed a decrease in their gut flora. Another one that a lot of people that I know, they know this already or they've heard of it at least is antibiotic use. So the thing about antibiotics is they're good because they kill bad bacteria, bad viruses, things like that, what they're supposed to do. But the thing is, is they also kill all the good bacteria when you take them as well. And from the article, it says it takes about one to four weeks for the gut flora to return. And it does say that it doesn't return back to regular levels. And I think I read as well that it could take up to two years for your body to recover from antibiotic use. So that's something to be mindful of. I don't know when the last time I took antibiotics, but anytime people take them, it's probably a good idea to make sure you are eating a healthy diet with those prebiotic and probiotic foods while you are doing your antibiotic use. Couldn't hurt. Okay, but again, I'm not a doctor. I'm just a girl that reads stuff on the internet. So don't just do what I say. All right, what's some other things on here? I'm almost done. Cigarette smoking. They did a study where they saw reduced gut flora within smokers, but they said they saw improvements after nine weeks of reduction of smoking that their gut flora started to return. So that's really good not getting enough sleep. It says that disrupting our sleep through shift work or late night eating can cause harmful effects. Y'all, I'm about to, I'm thinking like almost everything. I'm starting to feel like almost everything can disrupt our gut flora. Really, like that's what I'm starting to feel. And then number eight on this list is too much stress. So they said that stress reduces blood flow, which can disrupt the gut flora. And it says that it was like a few different types of stress, such as isolation, crowding, and heat stress can reduce gut flora diversity and alter gut profiles, which to me, that is kind of important because I've been telling people that ever since I went back to work full time, I have been under a lot of stress and it's not just because of the work. Honestly, the most I've been complaining about is the heat and I've been under a ton of stress because of heat. I am severely dehydrated, which I am getting a handle on. I bought some sodium tablets this week because I am working out more and I'm just like sweating buckets on my route. But I am glad I read this because if our gut flora is affecting our mental health as well, it makes sense why last week was so hard for me. And I don't know if I mentioned it on the podcast, but I'm pretty sure I had a panic attack at work on Thursday. I don't know if I told y'all that. I feel like I told y'all that. It's like Thursday or Friday. But I noticed every time I talked to people about how stressed out I was, I just kept complaining about how hot it was. And I don't run my 
air on my route, so I take full responsibility for that, but I also feel like running my car's air conditioning for three hours in the heat hurts the vehicle, so I guess I'm taking the bullet over the vehicle, but you know, I do see where I can have some control there. Anyways, anyways, we're talking about gut health here, but you know, maybe it's a good thing that I'm focusing a little bit on the heat because if it says that heat stress can have an effect on your gut flora and you know, our gut can also have an effect on our brain and our mental health, then I mean, that clears up a lot of answers for me because I've been hot as hell. Okay. And literally had a breakdown last week. So be mindful while most of my listeners, I would assume are in Louisiana. And if you're not, it's still summertime. We're in July. It's probably hot where you're at too. So be mindful of that because it could be hurting your gut flora, which can bring down your immunity and disrupts your, I don't know, all kinds of things, apparently, according to this article. Okay. Thanks so much for being here today. I'm going to like, I can literally keep talking about this and I don't know. I feel like next week I'm either going to like take little sections about gut health and try to break them down even more, even though I thought that's what I was doing. But I guess it just goes to show how I've stumbled across something that I heard was important for a very long time. And the minute I start researching it, I'm like, wow, where does it end? Like, there's a lot to learn here. So I don't know, send in your health topics that you would like for me to explore with you. And I will definitely keep those in mind in future episodes. If you want to keep doing the gut health series, we can keep doing it. But there's actually some really cool hormones and stuff that I was researching today that don't just apply to women. I feel like when I say the word hormones, I think women, but we all have hormones in our body we need to be looking into. And I stumbled across some really interesting ones that I think y'all would like to learn about, or at least that I would like to research. Sure. You're going to have to hear about them anyway. So, all right. Thanks so much. If you're new here, please subscribe to the podcast, click the fifth star, leave a kind review. And if you found something helpful in this episode, shoot it to a friend, family member, or follower on your social media pages. So thanks so much. I'll talk to you tomorrow. I finish up my interview with my friend Malia this Thursday, and I will have my friend James. Oh, you know what? We'll just wait to um, expose other people that I'm interviewing for the podcast on a you know, when it gets closer. All right, I'm done. I'm done. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye.